Hi, I'm Colin Whiting. And I'm Dave Wagner. And this is My Mother the Podcast. Today is a good day. <laughs> is it? Is it really, though? <laughs> because we watched UPN's flabbergastingly narcissistic <laughs> reality show, Brittany and Kevin. <laughs> which ran from May to June of 2005. <laughs> Count, I'm going, I swear to God. <laughs> That's, I'm just trying to give our listeners the full experience. I would have, I would have turned this podcast off by now. <laughs> Absolutely would have. But this is an insight, <laughs> it's an insight into an isolated world of broken people that no amount of money could justify here on My Mother the Podcast. <laughs> Colin. Hey, Dave. I thought you were going to call this show an insult. Somebody else did, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, oh, boy. This is a show. Well, I mean, it kind of is a show. It's definitely, well, I was going to say it's definitely filmed, but even that's not really true. <laughs> yeah, um, this is Britney Spears filming her relationship but really the entirety of her relationship <laughs> with her husband kevin fetterline yeah and what a relationship it is it went for five episodes oh, i thought you were gonna say it went for five months the well, relationship it wasn't a long marriage was it no i think less than two years it was longer than her first one though am i right <laughs> less than two days yeah welcome to britney chat <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of britney chat so, Britney Spears is exactly the same age as I am, so it it was, it was you know, I, I'm always feeling competitive with her, you know? I yeah. Just, um, Baby but, One More Time came out the year I started high school. You know, she gets a number one hit, and, you know, I'll, I'll get a number one hit. Sure. You just keep yeah. plucking away at that old guitar. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, my teen appeal has definitely gone down <laughs> in recent years. But I, I think there's still a chance. Now, Britney Spears. Sure. She's a performer well, of yeah. things. Yes. I'll grant you that title. There, there, is, there is song. There yeah, is dance. There is. There is, there is video of uh, both yeah. of these things. Often, often synchronized. Um, one interesting thing about Britney Spears... <laughs> Is that she does not own her own life. Not anymore. No, she had a very high profile breakdown. I, it, we're all going to get there. Don't worry. Don't, don't she, feel too good about yourself. She shaved yourself. her head. That kid put a video of himself on YouTube shouting, leave Britney alone. Everybody remembers this. Can I mention how strange it is that it's almost universally acknowledged that the breaking point for this young woman was when she shaved her head like that is that is the bridge too far like what does that say about Sinead O'Connor like uh, all these other things explainable but 
she made herself less fuckable. She she changed her outward appearance in a way that I didn't like to look at. It's really gross. So that's when she went crazy. Yeah, well, anyway. I, I, I sort of <laughs> have a... I, I have like a... Two things competing here with my assessment of Miss Spears. <laughs> See, I think about these things a lot because I'm a thinker. Yeah. And on the one hand... I think I think she got a raw deal. Yeah, I would agree with that. She, I think she was not cut yeah. out for the success that she had and did not have people in her life, professional or personal, that were there to help her deal with things that she was not equipped to deal with. Yeah, and she's going through being a, um, like, the end of puberty and then in her, into her early 20s as a woman in the sexist as shit world of pop music in the 1990s and early 2000s. And it's easy to watch a show like this and make fun of her and think that she's terrible for it. But she was like, what, 24? And like, something like that, yeah. A lot of people were shitty when they were 23, 24. I mean, that's... I wouldn't have wanted to film a lot of people, let me tell you. I wouldn't have wanted myself to be filmed at that age. Or now, but... Are there secret Colin tapes? No, and that's kind of where kind of where the, the balance tips, because I also didn't make a bunch of tapes and then put them on national television of me yeah, acting yeah, the way yeah. I was acting. So, on the other hand, she made a whole lot of money, and money's <laughs> not, a, not a thing she has to think about, except it is because she doesn't own her life. I was going to say, she doesn't have to think about it because it doesn't matter how much she makes, it's not hers. Her parents have custody of of her in some way like they got a court to rule that she is not responsible to handle money and so to this day they give her an allowance yeah i think it was her father and a lawyer put her and i think it's called like a conservatorship or something like that like she they are her conservators because that's her own adult but she's not able to be a legal adult conservatorship sure doesn't sound like something you should have a person in that like maybe a juilliard but (laughs) (laughs) um so we should talk about what this show is oh oh we'll get there okay yeah we're taking our time yeah kind of like um this show takes its time and getting to anything anything (laughs) anything so this show is documentation from miss spears's video camera or phone fuck if i know i wasn't paying that much attention i think it's a it's a camcorder because in that first episode she complains about not understanding how it works and she's zooming in and out and it's got like a night vision filter that they use now a camcorder was a device that you (laughs) was independent of one's phone but could still take video yes separate separate thing entirely and people would just buy these things because they wanted to take video and you couldn't do that on your phone no, because your phone is stuck to the wall in your house. <laughs> well, at this time, I had a cell phone <laughs> that did the little, like, slide up to reveal the keypad, and that was the coolest thing ever. That's what 2004, 2005 was like, people. You know what I miss is my flip phone. That was oh, a hell of a phone. The old, old, old school Nokia type? Razor. It, oh, it, you had a Razor? I sure did. Oh, you were one of the cool kids when I was in high school. Yeah, you could just flick that thing open and it was awesome. And you wouldn't oh, like man. you wouldn't accidentally hit keys. That was the whole thing. <laughs> 
so yeah, this this show is a a quasi documentary reality type show, um, mostly with footage shot by Britney Spears and by Kevin Federline, and occasionally by other unnamed people, <laughs> other unfortunate staff members, <laughs> those poor unfortunate souls. Oh my God, my heart it bleeds. Uh, and these these shots are intercut with occasional snippets of concert performances and. Uh, sort of pre-taped interviews where she and sometimes she and Kevin have sat down to to sort of give talking face talking head statements to a an unseen questioner correct so it th- what's important here in that it is not important at all <laughs> is that this is documenting the entire relationship pre-marriage of Brittany and um her second husband yeah we start um, we start with a 20 minute episode where there is no Kevin and then he sh- and then he shows up and it all it all goes downhill from there. Somehow. You know what? I kind I kind of missed that first episode. Yeah, and it was it was one of the most awful things I'd seen until I saw the other 5 or other 4. It's very confusing how this got cut up, but and one thing that occurs to you or occurs to me rather as we are separate <laughs> people. It might occur to me also. It might I simply don't know. We'll probably find out in about 30 seconds. One question I ask immediately upon watching the show is, why? (laughs) Why would someone open their life up to this? And do such a poor job filtering it. This was edited. Yeah, I I mean, this this is the best. This is like the, the cream of the cream that they're showing us. And what we're getting, for the most part, is like... A view of a mega celebrity who is just incredibly ill and emotionally stunted and some random dude that like is very clearly taking her for a ride. Just a manipulative parasite (laughs) dirtbag. That's what we're getting. And nobody sees it except for one character who we will talk about later. And notice how I say character. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Do you think this was scripted at all, Colin? I think I think definitely the the inner cut face head shot talking to the camera type stuff that was definitely scripted because they sound so you know they're practically reading off cue cards. Yeah, when you compare um, how articulate they are in those scenes with like the fucking trash fire that is the rest of their conversations. Yes, <laughs> and and the trash fires that are the rest of their conversations make me think that it wasn't scripted, but they were very conscious of the fact that they were speaking in front of a camera. They're constantly trying to sound deep and trying to sound insightful, but they, they've got the emotional maturity of like a 13-year-old, so nothing that they're actually saying is deeper insightful. It The, the feeling you get throughout is of um, children dread. putting on... Yeah, dread, and also <laughs> children putting on their parents' clothes. Yes, these are these are kids playing grown-up, you know? Like, they're... they're whatever. They're, they're, they've got their little easy-bake oven, and they're like, see, look, I made a cake. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like those though. Obviously, they're yeah. great, and you actually could make a cake, you just sure like could. these are legally adults. Did you have an easy bake? Well, oven? one of these was legally an adult. I did not. No. Okay. Then we got I'm nowhere glad, to I'm go glad with we this. cleared that up. <laughs> got nowhere to go with it. Oh God. I also wonder as I watch this show, is this how extroverts live? I thought you were going to ask, is this how the world ends? 
Well, it is definitely how the world ends. <laughs> it's definitely how extroverts live, I think. They're just, I mean, I'm it's not... It's exhausting. It's, it's a lot of, of stuff going on. They're constantly playing games with each other and trying to assess where the other one is at about, like, one thing after another, and then wanting to go out and then going out and then coming back and wanting to go out and talking about where they're going to go out later. And I am just so tired. They're both incredibly manipulative in a way that's very transparent to anyone watching from the outside. And I don't know how they were fooling each other, but apparently they were. And, 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 and they're also just high all the fucking time, man. They are just constantly on drugs. And you're just like, how can you live like this every day? And the thing is, they're clearly not fooling anybody else. No. Oh my god. So so let's let's run through the cast as it is. As it is. Because, um so we got Britney Spears. Y'all know who she is. Yeah, she's obviously the more interesting person among these two. I mean that's <laughs> that's not a very difficult challenge, but she I mean, she has moments where she's slightly interesting, but yeah. not very. And, and a couple moments where she actually seems a little sweet, but then also moments where she seems a little scary. Mostly her life just seems very awful. Yeah, and it seems like she doesn't realize that it's awful. Like, the way she talks about her life makes it seem like it's this great party, and watching from the outside, I'm like, oh. She does. She is not happy at all in this no. world. And the only time I got the feeling she was comfortable was when she was on stage. Yes. In fact, those concert performances, it's like watching someone different because she's so, like, precise and poised. And, like, I, I'm not, like, a huge Britney Spears fan or anything like that. But that the concert footage is, like, you're legit watching a good performer perform. I mean, she's in her element. The, the rest of the time, she is just a horrific mess. And it's, like, incredibly insecure and narcissistic at the same time, which is a weird thing to watch. I always got the feeling she was at least a little smarter than she let on, but she will not let herself show it because she is constantly drowning herself in personas and drugs. Yes, and and, and acting the way that she thinks she should act instead of just being herself and being a person and having emotions and reactions to things that, that are legit. And we've all had friends like this. and. Yeah. It was frustrating then, it's frustrating now, and it's frustrating to watch. Yes, and especially when paired with Kevin Federline, who is just the world's biggest dirtbag. I mean, I, I have word written, was invented for this guy. I have written here, just the worst person. He is. I have, um, let me see, what are my actual words? The worst kind of dirtbag. He is... Like, he, he's, a, he's very clearly a deeply stupid man, uh, yeah. first of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but but we're introduced to him with Brittany saying that she fell in love with him because he's so mysterious. And the only thing I've written down in my notes on that is, no, he's not. He's not. He's just very stupid. He's anti-mysterious. And let me. Listen, he has a kind of. Let me put it this way. All right, he's the kind of guy who was born and raised in Fresno and wears a Yankees hat. That's what we're dealing with here. Is there anyone that does not have a picture of this? I mean, this is a guy that uh, I just, you, you know that he grew up in in just the worst kind of place with the worst family. And then, and he's he's managed to sort of uh, move past it somehow, but he's still himself. He, he, he sucks a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I mean, he's just... He has a certain low cunning in that you see um, in how he is very consciously manipulating Brittany throughout this entire thing. There's like an extended sequence where, where she keeps repeating it and he keeps repeating it, this story where he's like, well, I packed my bags. I was ready to go. I said, bye. She said, you're leaving? And, and it's just this, this dirtbag way of being like, well, you didn't give me what I want, so I guess I'm just out of here unless you give me what I want. Yeah, break up with that person. People. And she just falls for every, like, ah. Uh, she she acts like it's this big romantic thing. And I'm like, and no, you're being manipulated. She's way too old for for this to be a surprise at this point, yes, right? That's right? when you're 13, that's the kind of shit that people get away with. It might surprise you to know <laughs> that there was a bidding war over this show. My God. <laughs> this was Britney's idea. I mean, it was probably her parents' idea. Yeah, or some agent or something. Who knows? But the words came out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair description. That this is a project that she wanted to do. And, and now it's a bidding war? Yes, and it was kicked around for quite some time. It was not supposed to be this. What was it supposed to be? It was. I think it was supposed to be a, a standard tour documentary, which would have been terrible on its own, but not this bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think originally this show definitely was supposed to be longer. It was supposed to be a behind-the-scenes sort of um, documentary series, I think, but also about this this tour, the something hotel tour. I can't remember what it was, but uh, but she broke her leg during the tour. That's so they, right. They canceled the tour, and they cut the series short, and then... Then UPN was like, yeah, we don't need a second season. It's important to remember where we were at in 2005. Uh, reality shows were it. That oh, yeah. Was, that was the peak. This this ran against I Want to Be a Hilton, which was Paris Hilton's mother's show. If you liked scripted shows, sorry, you're out of luck, because this is what <laughs> we got. Um, there were so many shows back then that were just, hey, look at these celebrities and how we're poking holes in the idea that they have their shit together. Yeah, which, but nobody knew that we needed, like, a, a celebrity to poke that hole in themselves and, and just demonstrate exactly how they don't have their shit together. And then this has kind of died down because now Twitter serves exactly the same purpose. <laughs> yeah, reality shows started very much as, like, a like Survivor, I think, was the first really big one, and then Big Brothers, ordinary people that you were watching do these things. And then celebrities were kind of like, but... Why watch ordinary people be idiots if you could watch us be idiots? And the thing is, I think, like, the regular people do better yes. in terms of ratings. Like, yes. no one actually wants to see this shit. And nobody did see this. Uh, it was another first episode with good ratings and then crater. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, um, so rounding out the people that are involved. We've got uh, Brittany's assistant, Felicia. Oh, poor Brittany, Felicia. Who Brittany often calls Fee, <sighs> which is not a great nickname. And boy, is this woman put upon. Yeah, and she she kind of like doesn't know it or doesn't care or kind of likes that she's so put upon. Look, I mean, she is, she's thinking of herself, you can see it, as she's the gatekeeper. Yeah. And she's happy with that role. Yes, but she's the gatekeeper to people that despise her. Like, that not despise, despise her, her, 
not that despise her like like hate her but despise her and that they look down on her so much oh absolutely she's just a constant source of mockery for them most most iconic for me was when she catches the bouquet at Britney's wedding and then Kevin Federline is just sitting there going like yeah she's been to like 15 weddings always the bridesmaid that one and you're just like fuck you man why why would you say that like why would you be like and not just say it but say it in front of a camera and then be like make sure that bit gets in the one where I make fun of our assistant for never finding love they chose for that to be in there. Yes, they were like, this is a great moment that shows off Kevin's mysterious side. They thought that just random cruelty was an appealing feature of Ke- of Kevin's personality. Yes, the actual appealing person in this show, and believe it or not, there is one, is a, a wonderful bodyguard named Mo. Because the first thing that he says is, when Kevin showed up, I didn't like him because he was just here to take advantage of Brittany, and I thought he was a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah, it's this like, guy gets it. Somebody gets it. <laughs> hey, he saw through that bullshit immediately. Because you can start to feel like you're in an alternate universe here when you're watching it, and the reactions to bad behavior behavior are not what you expect them to be. No, everyone's kind of along for the ride, and, and, and people act like idiots, and other idiots go, yeah, that's great. But then fucking Kevin Federline walks up to Mo at one point and like he like slaps him on the chest or something like that. And Mo just fucking lays him out on the ground and sits on him until Kevin agrees not to touch him anymore. And I was like, yes, more of this. Yeah. And these these people are all, of course, paid to be around, like paid to be Britney's friends, essentially. Yeah, it's not like they like her. In fact, like even who cares is saying like, yeah, uh, she's kind of a bitch if she hasn't had her coffee. Like, Britney is an actual business, and they are the rest of that business. Right. Um, and, and to that end, those are really the people that get the most airtime on the show. There's kind of a, a revolving cast of other people that are in it for a couple scenes here and there. There's a hairdresser. Britney's parents are in the wedding episode. And, eh. Yeah, none of them matter. We don't hear much from them. It's mostly Brittany and Kevin and occasionally those other two. And very rarely a fourth or or a fifth person gets to say something. The idea behind this show, according to Miss Spears, was that she wanted to show fans what her life was really like and not what the tabloids said it was like. Oh, I thought they were trying to show what Nuba Reach acted like. Yeah, no fucking kidding. (laughs) Act like you've been there, guys. Come on. Been there. Come on. Oh, what's that? It's gasoline. Oh, it's, it's cognac and Cointreau. Oh, it's very embarrassing. Yeah. Um, the thing is that in doing this, she made her life look so much worse than anyone could possibly have imagined. It's fun. She was kind of at the top of her career at this point, right before this came on. And this is really kind of the turning point. Um, it was described at the time as... Uh, in I think an Entertainment Weekly review as career suicide via camcorder or something. Yeah, and something like that. That's fair. And somebody called it self-immolation. Oh yeah, pretty much. It's if you think of it as a documentary, it's the worst documentary. Yeah, like if you actually like tried to assess this as like for the the qualities of filmmaking, it's very frantic. There's cuts all over the place. I I thought i was gonna have a seizure watching especially that first episode but it's just like th- there's no focus you just it's it's you want to snap your fingers and just say pay attention there's almost no narrative 
No, there's no there's no like uh, voiceover or anything like that to sort of like guide you about what each episode is even about. Now, it's fairly incoherent, really, as you go episode to episode. Yeah, it's they try to have a theme in a couple of them, but it doesn't really work. And everything is very, very messy. Yeah, we get a lot of uh, random padding and stuff like that. Like, uh, here's Brittany fucking picking flowers, I guess, because we're out of footage. Which, given that each episode is 20 minutes long, and that includes two minutes of recap, two minutes of credits. <laughs> if you are a person who grew up in the early 2000s, you might have, nos- you, you might have nostalgia, Colin. Well, not but a lot. you shouldn't, because that era was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was the worst. This like, was like, this was not... Um, this was this was the kind of show that was on. This wasn't like a an unusual thing. There was no taste at work in anything. <laughs> it, it was just like we'll just make this shiny and like just <laughs> put a bunch of bullshit on it. What if those tracksuits were silver? And everyone <sighs> goes, "Yeah, yeah." It's like people not realizing that recessions on the uh, on the horizon. Everyone is, you know, this, this show, they got married, what, the year after the Iraq war started, but mm-hmm. we're, we're still living high on that hog of like, nobody can touch us. It, this also has kind of a obnoxiously, weirdly confrontational tone to it sometimes <laughs> where Brittany actually says at one point, can you handle my truth? I found it a very defensive show. In yes. That it was, it was, it, it clearly was meant to be like, stop talking about Kevin and me but that we're not in love obviously we're in love let me show you like i'll prove it there are a lot of conversations that are like what what even is love love is you know love is just love and that's what it is and i'm like nobody fucking talks that way unless somebody is telling them that i don't really buy this i i mean i believe at least on love at least on her end (laughs) that i mean that there is a genuine crush there yeah, sure. like that's very apparent. Yeah, you can have a crush, but like fucking don't call it like love is love. And... I mean, no, look, nobody knows the difference when they're that age. Uh, but she's not like, again, she's not 13. She's 23, 24. Like this is, you know, you're just starting middle school. You know, everything's <laughs> changing. It's what it feels like, though, is watching. It feels like watching that movie eighth grade. Oh, but instead, boy. it's Britney. <laughs> <laughs> With worse music, that's for sure. <laughs> well, what are you saying? Answer me this. Yo. Do you think Britney fans, fans of her previous work, would have genuine, would get genuine enjoyment out of this show? I, it's a hard call. I, I don't think if you were sort of like an obsessed fan that really liked her and identified with her that you would because she comes off so poorly. But it is, like, a weirdly interesting, like, it is a weirdly interesting look into her life. Not the way that she wants it to be, but For weirdly sure. interesting nonetheless. I mean, it's definitely there. I feel like it is definitely serving a purpose. Because if I were a giant Britney fan and I watch this, I'd be like, oh. Oh. That's what I... That's... Huh. No. All right. Well, I mean, there's there's surely something else I could be doing with my time. <laughs> what are what are what are some reasons that you well, would watch this though? Because there are a few besides Tony, who's great, and Mo, who's even better. I have one big one, and okay. that's and that's Toxic, the song Toxic. 
because it is the greatest song ever written and, and and to that end i mean there is some like there there are glimpses of good good concert footage here but only like five seconds at a time every every second of this thing i'm like just just play toxic again just play you know what? you play toxic four times and you've got the runtime of the show covered so just do that yeah just if when in doubt just play toxic again it's fine <laughs> Um, it's the it's the only reason to watch this show, but that's not a very good reason because you could just like pull that thing up anywhere. They've also got that on YouTube, on Spotify, on all sorts of great places. Important question. Yeah. Did YouTube exist when this was made? I don't think I don't think so either. So I'm not sure when YouTube started. If it did, it was very young. I I feel like I didn't see YouTube until around like oh six. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, in college, I would have been in college at the time, and I'm trying to think what we were watching videos on, you know, like, old, old Flash animation videos, but mostly people had their own websites. YouTube is a weird thing because it really does feel like something that is filling such a specific need in the society that it's always been there. It's very odd to think that it wasn't there at one point. Kind of like Wikipedia in that sense that you can't, it's hard to imagine when that was not a resource that was there. Yeah, or something like even PayPal where you're kind of like, well, obviously you would want a way to send money over the internet. Colin, like, duh. Ha- have, have you fallen for scammers? Uh, no. Did, did somebody ask you to front them a lot of money? Yeah, but he was from Nigeria and I felt bad. One time I carried on a conversation with one of those guys for like oh, yeah? three weeks. <laughs> he was getting visibly annoyed on there. <laughs> Did he get more and more frustrated with the time you were wasting? Yeah, he eventually it was sort of like, oh, look, look, we're, we're not getting anywhere here. <laughs> You're not actually wiring me this money, so... Yeah, I just like kept telling him random stories, and he, he didn't want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got a couple other things that I enjoyed about this show. Okay. Um, it, it was weirdly progressive for 2004, 2005. Explain. In that her hairdresser is openly gay and was talking about, uh, the kind of guy he would like to marry. And nobody, including Kevin Federline, made any jokes about that. Nobody was kind of like, well, you can't marry a guy. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of footage that isn't here. But they didn't include it. They included such awful, heinous things, and they didn't include anything like that. And it was weird. But they included him talking about the kind of husband he would like to marry. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But that's a fair good point. Good on you. Yeah. Um, is that a reason to watch a show? No. Yeah, not really. I, like, no. being progressive in 2005 isn't really a great <laughs> reason to do anything. No. Um, there's, in addition to, to Mo calling Britney a pain in the butt... There's a great scene with a, a bus driver where Kevin runs up to the front and he's like, what was that all about? And he was like, well, that's the border patrol and the customs check. And Kevin's like, they had dogs sniffing our bags. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I know what you were worried about yeah. them finding. And the bus also, driver's like, yeah, that's what they fucking do at border controls. That bus driver was not having it. No, he was clearly not part of the Britney set. He was just like, you want me to fucking drive a bus? I will drive a bus. Get the fuck behind the yellow I, line. I think he signed that waiver very reluctantly. <laughs> I could just see him tapping that little sign that says, when buses in motion stand behind the line, not saying a word. <laughs> yeah, that's very grouchy. That guy got some money. Oh, yeah. That, that guy, guy got, got paid. paid. So that's not a reason to watch the show because it only lasts for five seconds, but it's a pretty good five seconds. 
I think it's useful that this show reveals the extent to which a humanities-based education is still necessary. <laughs> um, because these two elaborate. people cannot communicate a thought to one no. another. They they are the worst. They are the worst at verbalizing their feelings. You just go in circles with like eight words between them. <laughs> It, you do. You very much get the feel of like of of watching people struggle to express complicated things, but with a very limited vocabulary. Yeah, it's. it's I'm surprised very sad they are calling televisions lightning boxes. You know, like they're trying so hard to get those i those feelings out, and they they just don't have the tools. And they have they've not read literature. They've not read poetry. They've not watched. Cinema. What do they? What do they even do? Is drugs. my question. They Be- do drugs. Because they don't ever seem to really be doing anything except for, like, going out and hanging out with other people. That's what their life is. I don't know what they talk about. Well, I do know what they talk about because they filmed it and let me watch it. And all it is is a bunch of people going, so love is, like, a really important thing. But, like, sex is also important. But is sex just love? I think love is more than just sex. This is the exact tone of voice they use throughout as well. Yes, with the weird pauses and and gaps and you're just kind of like fucking get to the end of your sentence it's so clearly performative oh again these are people acting out roles these are people acting like grown-ups and acting like the people they think they should be rather than just opening themselves up to each other rather than just you know opening up youtube and putting toxic on (laughs) which is what you should do after this episode maybe i don't know yeah the the money's not going to her How how much of, of each play does Brittany get? How much money? I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how that breaks down, but I'm assuming a very tiny amount per play goes to like her dad and the lawyer and maybe her mom, and then they give a tiny portion to her. So I read that they were like a couple years ago. They talked about ending the um like the whole arrangement, and they just with no explanation. It's just we decided no, no, we we're gonna keep it going. Yeah, it's it's gonna stay the way it's been, and she's not gonna be a legal adult. And, and they talk about her, her family talks about her like like she's a pet. <laughs> that like, well, you know, Brittany's happier this way because she doesn't have to think about these other concerns that other people have to. You know, and I told you when we got a Brittany, we would have to take her out for walks at least twice a day. Are you going to send her to a farm? Jesus. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's what we're telling people. Um, should we it, just get on to reasons not to watch yeah, the show? I think we sure should. My God, it's awful. Um, what, what, who, who, Who's the worst, Kevin? Oh, easily. Um, Is there a moment in the show? Answer me this simple question. Is there a moment in the show... When he is removing Britney Spears' garter at their wedding, and then in the interview, he talks about how he, uh, I saw my uncle do that to my aunt with his teeth, and that was pretty great. And I was like, what? There is absolutely that scene. That scene is there. That scene is, is prefigured by by him saying, like, no, she says, like, oh, my dad couldn't watch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would I would hope not. Honestly, Good God, why would you want him to? We're a, we're trying to have a society here, guys. She's just she needs to be the center of attention in every single moment. And the idea that her dad would be so discomforted by how sexual her own wedding was getting doesn't even cross her radar. Oh no, no, it's it's happening no matter what. 
just yeah. like the marriage to Kevin is happening no matter what. Yeah, exactly. They are getting married. Even if it gets ruined by those nasty old paparazzi, they spoiled my resort wedding. Oh, yeah, it's... Th- we were this... going to get married in Italy, but the paparazzi ruined it, so we had to do this goofy engagement party thing. Yeah, and they they shit talk their own wedding, which costs more than most people's entire lives. Yes, my so their wedding they they were gonna do it in Italy, but it gets the the location gets spoiled, so they throw an engagement party. But plot twist, that's actually the wedding that everyone is showing up for. Surprise! They are way too fucking into this, man. They're, and the thing like, is, every like, other sense, they're like, "Hey, we fooled them." Nobody even cares. No, everyone's just called, oh, that's oh, so cool. Okay. Oh, Including her father. Dude, her dad is amazing because he doesn't even read that fucking invitation. And she's like, but read it. And he's like, I'll read it later. She's like, read it now. And he's like, Ugh. See, I, I he, respect that that genre of dad. Yes. The genre, when yeah. he reads it, he's just like, oh, okay. The one that's like, no, I'm not fucking doing this because you just told me to do it. He looks visibly pissed off at the idea that she's marrying this fucking dirtbag, too. Like, he is just like, he gets it. Yeah, because he's the same guy by all accounts. (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. She didn't come from nothing. It's just funny watching her mom get all teary and weepy about Kevin Federline and her dad just going, ah, this fucking guy. I, overall, I have, for why not to watch this, I have some- my longest list we've ever had, by the way. (laughs) I have some doubts about the morality of this project. Yeah? Because Britney Spears is clearly very mentally ill here. She's, she is incoherent. She is rapid cycling. It's really, really bad. And And constantly being taken advantage of by other people while in these states. And that's supposed to be our entertainment is watching this woman like unravel before us. Right. Which she doesn't realize is unraveling because it's her project. Yeah. She doesn't get what her own project is really about here. No, she thinks it's like I don't know. What does she think? What does she I think, think she I think doing? she thinks that fans are genuinely interested in seeing her relationship with Kevin. Yeah, that's I guess. But my, I, uh, huh. she's that narcissistic. I think that's more along. The line. I think I think you're right. She thinks fans are interested because she's that narcissistic. I think it's also that narcissism of I'm not. Pu- I put out a record last year, but not this year. I'm not on tour. I gotta stay in the spotlight. I gotta do something that's, probably that's gonna get a me factor. out there. You know? So, like, ah, here's a fucking reality show, and you can see concert clips, and I'm pregnant at the end, and there's a wedding. That's never what this was supposed to be. No. Like, from the perspective of the network, this is the watch Britney Spears um, fall apart show. Yeah, you could... I imagine being a UPN exec, you were just like, oh, shit, they don't... They Exactly. And like, so it feels kind of gross. It does. But then like she starts speaking again and you're just like, oh, right. Also, by the way, if you've never heard Britney Spears um, have a long conversation before. Which I not. Nor had I. That accent is outrageous. It is. It is like a cartoon Southern Mississippi, Louisiana accent. Yeah. We're not just talking South here. We're talking Narland's. It is, I mean, I cannot think of another word other than cartoonish. It's the kind of thing that, like, a Tex Avery cartoon would say. It disappears completely when she starts singing, in the best yeah. in the best tradition of singers. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like when you listen to the Beatles, and you're like, why are the sounds of, like, Americans? Why does Paul sound like an American? So well, weird. you see. <laughs> 
And but yeah, we get so many moments like this though where I don't have sympathy with her. Oh, for sure, she does everything she can to squander it. Yes, because she's like she'll like ask Kevin like, you know, why is it better to have sex with someone that you love? And he's like visibly uncomfortable and is like, why are we talking about this in front of the camera? Like that's a really awkward question. And and while he's mid answer, the music starts playing, and then she just like swings, she turns the camera to face herself, and she goes cool, and then it cuts, and I was like. Okay. Yeah, that this is sort of it's in her habit of questioning people. Um of she does this a lot. She just like turns a yeah. camera on someone and asks them a question. Yes. And, and and some of the episodes it's the same question to every person. Most yeah. notably the first episode where the question is, What's your favorite sexual position? <laughs> and and boy does she think that's a riot. Oh, she is laughing her ass off and everyone else looks I mean, all of her, her employees look really uncomfortable about it. They're like, oh. And I can't tell if this is her way of taking control of a situation by kind of, um, like, this is what we're talking about now and I am putting you on the spot. Yeah, it's like it's like you're on defense, therefore yeah. I'm, you know, which, I'm in, in control. Which suggests a very troublingly combative attitude towards, like, interpersonal relationships. But I think that's what she has, like the way that she acts manipulative and the way that Kevin acts manipulative in turn. It's it's people that are vying for advantage rather than people that are like enjoying time together. I mean, yeah. And let's make clear that even though Federline is definitely taking advantage of her here, she is screwing with him constantly throughout as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, she's and, and she's like bringing that camera into the shower. And he again, he's like, um, why are you filming me like in the shower? Nate, please stop. And she's like, no, she's consistently testing people. Yes. Including. Oh, Kevin. yes. Yeah. And it's very unpleasant and it's not fun to watch. No, that whole line of questioning. What's your favorite sex position? It's it's all about testing people and seeing what they will say and how they'll answer. And of course, Felicia is like, well, I haven't had sex in a long time. And it's like, ha. <laughs> Oh my god, like... It wouldn't be so annoying to watch these people if they weren't so deeply stupid. Right. Um, here's... Let's just get into some of this dialogue here. Oh my god, need we? I have a long list. What would you like to start with? Brittany says that her ideal guy would be cool, not phased by much, who hasn't seen a lot because I have, and sweet. I don't care what they look like. Well, I guess I care what they look like. <laughs> it's pretty good. Let me let me give you a little bit of, of dialogue of interplay. We get, um, love is something that you work at and make it work. It's not easy, but nothing worth having ever is. Oh, God. Why do you think I'm afraid to let go? I think you're afraid to love me, and that makes me scared to love you. It's not as fucking deep as they think it is. Well, no, because it's the worst soap opera you've ever seen. <laughs> it's just like, it, it's one of those moments where you take a step back. You're like, what the, f- what do they even fucking say? Models like, that's just Inc. Like, would not filler. touch that. No, it's it's a paragraph of filler text. It's lorem ipsum dolor sit on it. And I'm constantly like, why do you talk like this? <laughs> These just soft-spoken cliches, and I don't know why they think people talk like this. 
I think it's just, it's, it's again, it's this performative thing. They're playing a person that says deep thoughts about love, and that's the best yeah, thing like they can this, conjure up. Some 90s, uh, archetype of like some tough soft-spoken person who just who has feelings but you know you, you have to break them down to get to them yeah it's like you gotta crack that hard shell and find the soft gooey fetter line inside ew i don't wanna <laughs> she does uh, they are constantly talking about sex and oh, it's very sure hard i've been trying oh. to avoid it uh <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that I I swear to God I am not making up. Yeah, it's one of the first things that happens in this show. So it starts out with Brittany pointing the camera at her knees. And oh, she, it's like the first thing. Yeah, and she says they they look like boobs, but they're not. They're my knees. Followed by <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. This is like what she opens with. This is like this is. I'm introducing the world to my life. What I want to open with is, these look like boobs. No, but they're my knees. They're not. Ah. They're not what you, what I said they were. Um, it's not just stupid dialogue. I mean, what you're talking about is also stupid action. And yeah. among those stupider of actions is after their wedding. Um, to take it full circle from the very first episode to near the end of the last. When they decide to go out clubbing because they are extroverts and that's apparently what they do, right? Do you recall what they were dressed as? Or I, how they were dressed? I do not. I was really fading out at that point. They, uh, all of the men wore white tracksuits with the word pimp on the back. <laughs> and all of the women wore pink tracksuits with the word maid on the back. I'm so sorry. This is how they went out to the clubs. I'm so sorry you grew up in this environment. <laughs> like, this this was happening when I was, like, leaving high school and entering college. This is what made me the man I am today. Oh, dear God. I know, it's bad. This structure of this show is bizarre. What, the furious edits that make fucking Born Supremacy look like a slow... You're never comfortable, and you so... I've, at times I was like, <laughs> is this on purpose? Is this a metaphor? But it is not. I at The first five minutes I was like, is this like a weird like clip show preview of what the actual show is? Right, when does the show start? Yes, that's how I felt for like two minutes. I was like, when does the show start, though? Did you ever see Gummo? I haven't. It's a fucking weird movie, and that kind of reminds me. It's just, like, random images, and you're like, the fuck's happening? Is this the movie? And it was the movie. Yeah, don't watch Gummo. It's really fucking weird. And we went over a bit how Britney's treatment of her staff crosses the line well into harassment territory. Oh, yeah. Um, and they and they know it. She treats these people like garbage. Oh, for sure. I, uh, one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorite moments when she's she's yelling at Felicia on the phone to come out like clubbing with them and she goes fee come out with us and felicia goes like you can hear it over the phone she says maybe someday <laughs> like she's like i'm off the clock i don't want to be out fucking clubbing right. with and, you and Brittany does not get it at all because no, she's kind of like oh great someday she cannot grasp the idea that a person doesn't want to go out to some terrible club <laughs> and like have to deal with all of her like narcissistic oh bullshit oh my god it's so exhausting it's exhausting watching her. <laughs> just watching her is exhausting. When I said I love you, I think I was just being sly Brittany and trying to throw it out in the universe, see what happens. I'm tired enough of one Brittany. <laughs> I don't need another one. It, But this is like how, 
how you know that she thinks she's being clever, you know, in, in that same way that you were talking about. It's And it's hard to tell because she purposely infantilizes herself to such a degree that I can't tell if she's drunk, high, or just making baby voices. And this is where you pitch back into feeling sympathetic because she's infantilizing herself, but she's been trained to do this. Sure. You, like watch, that's, those, that, that you was... watch those music videos and it's like, here's this adult or like 17 year old in, in they the, put, the earliest cases. They put her they, in literal pigtails in Baby yes, One More Time. They were like, let's make her look as young as possible. Mm-hmm. And then okay. when she looked as young as possible, she got rich and famous. So it's like, well... Just what lesson did she learn in her most formative years? Uh, yeah, I guess I can't be hard on that because it's like she has been receiving this message that she cannot grow up. And that growing up is going to yeah. ruin whatever she's got. Right. That That is not a thing that can happen. Like her, her life is built around her being young. She must have had enough money already by 05 though, right? Oh, for sure. She was loaded by then. But she wasn't. But by then, it's metamorphosized, right? I mean, she now she wants the fame and she wants the attention, and she's it's starting to slip because she hasn't had a project in a year. And I've seen it happen, like on in politics, not in entertainment. Once people like taste this recognition and this feeling of importance, they cannot give it up. No, and 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 the way that she acts towards her colleagues and and towards other people it's like she clearly like it's not just that she doesn't want to give it up she wants to make sure nobody else has any kind of control or it like part of that is is thinking that it's like a finite thing that they have to control which it goes again towards the relationship thing it's it's about finding advantage and getting one over on the other person yeah and sort of manipulating them better because you can't possibly work together this relationship is like some of the most adversarial shit like the most low-key adversarial shit I'm not saying my wife and I don't ever have any disagreements, but like my, these people are fighting all the time. And I just thought like, do they think this is normal? Like, is this I like, think they them? do. I think they do too. And it's scary and sad. I know people in bad marriages where they think everyone is like that. And this is the selection that they curated and then put out to the world. And, they and that's the that thing. Like this curated selection is normal. They've, they're not like, this is not a normal marriage. But by putting it on a, you know, um, on television and having it reach like what three point six million people in the first episode, uh, like they're that, normalizing their marriage for everyone. Yes. It's like a virus. It's like every teenage girl watching this show, thinking that Britney is so great, is being like, "Well, that's what you do with your boyfriend is you you manipulate him and he manipulates back." And so what I'm saying is, Britney Spears and Kevin Federline are a virus. <laughs> well, they probably have some. <laughs> yes <laughs> almost had an accident there oh boy um hey colin yeah these songs are very bad right um yeah other than toxic kind of, i mean the actual title of the show is chaotic and so every episode begins and ends with a little snippet from the song chaotic and the song chaotic you probably don't recognize it because it's not very good they don't play that one on the radio no more i don't think they ever did uh, probably not. It's, Station gave it one spin and they're like, put baby one more time on. Yeah, exactly. Why on earth wouldn't you just listen to baby one more time for the three millionth time? Because <laughs> I'm sure you could turn on dance radio right now and still hear that song. That theme makes me want to die. I'm just yeah, going to well, yeah. Yes and no, because when it came at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, we're, we're done? So, I mean, it, mileage may vary, but 
you might think this this is sort of a useful show for showing how awful every Britney Spears song except for Toxic <laughs> Toxic is. <laughs> It's it's I'm I'm not a big Britney fan, but I can respect the um the fact that it, it that she makes catchy songs or made catchy songs at least. I mean, I just admire the work ethic more than anything else. I mean, what work ethic? She's just getting high all the time. No, like we that's what we see on in this. But yeah, I mean, that's true. I think she's extremely driven. Which is weird because you would think in a show like this, it's like she wants to put out this like party girl persona. And I'm like, she didn't learn those dance moves like in her sleep. She That's must have thing. worked at those. Show, like, me, like, show me her learning the dance moves. Her process is bound to be a thousand times more interesting than whatever the fuck this is. I would actually love to see like one of those, just one of those stage shows where you've got like dozens of dancers and everything's choreographed like super precisely. Like the envy of, of, of ballet theaters. I would love to see how that comes together. Have have we inadvertently discovered a way to make this show good? I think we yes. actually have. I had a couple other ideas, but this is a real one and it's better. The way you would make a Britney Spears documentary good is you would you would focus on the drive and mostly the sweat she's putting into this, like yes. her labor. You, you would make it like, you know, Kobe Bryant makes a documentary. It's not about Kobe Bryant going out and getting trashed with his buddies. It's about Kobe Bryant shooting free throw after free throw. And no, yeah, you want to see like, the frustration and you want to see, like, the failure that's an integral part of this whole process. And then you get, like... Of who she is. And you get the, 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 the whatchamacallit, um, the, the, the emotional climax would be you see the show and it works. You know, you see all of the dancing. And then succeed. she has to do it again the next day. And that she has to do it again the next day. Instead, the, the emotional climax of this show is that shitty wedding. I feel like she, the fact that she's so driven to, um, is especially impressive given what she has to work with. Because every time she does impromptu singing on the show, <sighs> it is a train wreck. Oh, there are a couple moments and you're just like, how did she get famous for literally just singing? I mean, there's other reasons. At one point, she starts singing um, straight up the first single by Mm -hmm. legendarily limited singer Paula Abdul. (laughs) She can't handle it. No, she can't handle the song way out of her league and you kind of feel bad because you're like, again, you curated and chose that moment to put. This is one thing I will say I kind of admire her for doing is there are a lot of moments in here where she does not have makeup on, where her hair and her clothes look ratty. It's like... That's fair. She is not just presenting a a curated, like, look how beautiful... Oh, I just woke up. Oh, I don't even have any makeup on and looks, like, perfect. Like, she's showing what she looks like and what she sounds like when she's singing without a bunch of computers helping out. The problem is eh, the rest of the show. Yeah, the main problem is that Kevin is insufferable and this relationship is depressing. <laughs> and again, I would love to see her like without makeup on and her hair just tied up and and wearing a crappy sweater if she was like working out dance moves to do on her stage show. Like the interesting thing about these people is their work. It's not their personalities. No, and it's certainly not their cough, love, cough, life. Oh. Yeah, it's just... I emotionally crippled people just, you know, throwing things out there and seeing what works. <laughs> and and, uh, and none just, of it does. And none of it does. That's the thing. There's there's like 
there may be in in two hours of this like two moments where i was kind of like oh that was a little sweet yeah, i don't know if i even got there it should be a lot more than two moments for two hours just centered on your relationship with this person most of the time i was just kind of like my mouth was open i was like oh god the moment when you see when you first see kevin's yankees cap is like the most perfect of of course he wears a yankees cap Yes, moment. and he's got his his shitty little like, like half beard and like there there's no way this man does not wear a Yankees cap and he does not live in New York. No, like was he gonna wear a fucking Brewers cap? Like it wouldn't make any sense. No, no, no. It's it's Yankees cap because he's exactly that guy. And I want to clarify too. This is not for the most part a Yankees cap with white lettering oh, on a no. black hat. It's the weird like gray metallic NYY and gray metallic hat. It's like it's a shitty douchebag version of a Yankees hat, this, which is already pretty bad. This is a man who almost certainly reveres Derek Jeter. Did you watch that 2004 uh, championship series? Though? I did. That was, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it, I mean, in retrospect, I'm not too crazy about that outcome no. either. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. But at the time, it was very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right though. Now it's Red Sox hats or the dude douchebag hats. So. Yeah, um, has it? They're pretty much in the same area payroll wise now, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. Plus Dodgers, I think there's like three Yankees now. And and Cubs, they're they're spending. That's fair. Too. And then like so. everyone else is just wallowing in nothing. Can tell you, Chicago and Detroit aren't spending big. Ooh boy, did we pick the wrong teams? <laughs> this is it's been a rough season. It's still April. <laughs> it's been it's been a rough seven years. <laughs> oh. oh right, we were talking about Brittany and Kevin Chaotic. Hey, how's that uh how's that dragon show of yours doing? Okay. So a lot of a lot of nothing happened again. Oh no no. Are they, this are means they just we have, stretching out this last yeah, season? Yeah. You were thinking what when they announced that they're going to be stabbing yeah. and dragons. And... They're like, you know what? There's only going to be six episodes of this final season of Game of Thrones. So, you know, these Non-stop things. Non-stop action. You might feel a little first because, you know, you're not going to get uh, all the content that you're expecting. But we're going to have these episodes packed full. <laughs> that is but not the case. That is not. No, a lot of, a lot of chit chat. It's a whole lot of chit chat, a whole lot of people talking about like the battle to come and not being in the battle. <laughs> oh man, those are my favorite parts is when people are talking about what's about to happen. It's the worst feeling when you know where a plot point is going, but they're just taking forever to get there, like and the words are just like painful to you because you're just like <laughs> get to it. Just say say the Let's words go. I know you have to say for this plot point to be done so we can move on. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how Brittany and Kevin act. It's like you already they already decided where they're going to go, and then they just have to say the words that their personas would say to get them there. I have one big unanswered question, Colin. Yes. What what's your question? Are these crazy kids gonna make it? No. I'm glad I could answer this question for you. Man, I thought they were in love. Well, they weren't. They just, one of them had a crush on the other one, and then the second one just took advantage of the first one for a while. They had two kids together, by the way. My God. Yeah, the other one sure did like sex and money. Yeah. 
that's that's committing to the joke though man he brought two children into this world mm -hmm. while while his girlfriend was pregnant back in 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 california by all accounts he is by far the better parrot which is terrifying how he might be one of those guys where it's like as soon as he has kids, he's like, "Oh boy, oh boy, what it, what what's going on here?" Oh, uh, I don't think he is though. I just—it's hard to believe. He's, yeah. he's continued to do like reality shows and stuff. I don't know. I didn't look that much at his career. I there's no way I can stand to see a picture of him ever again. <laughs> oh, it was bad enough having to watch them. We didn't even talk about this. We get close-up video cam footage of them making out on oh, like a God. dozen occasions, and it's awful. You can just see every little one of his stupid beard hairs and oh it's disgusting this make this making out is, is far noisier than it should be it's is, just is a lot of sloppy slurping and the camera is two inches away from their lips and i'm just like oh it has this weird green tint on the on the, on the video Dude, as this well. thing is shot like blair witch half yeah. the time man it's like it's like this green tint that and then it, it gives yeah. the people the black eyes and they're just kind of like Yes, well, love is what love is. And you're like, oh, God, she's been possessed. And then at one point, there's some kid turned towards the wall, and he's just standing there. <laughs> Dude, I, if Felicia was just standing with her face <laughs> towards a wall, that would have been amazing. I would have Kevin, I would have given this show five stars. Kevin, where's the map? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I fucking threw it in the creek. <laughs> Kevin, oh, I, can, I cannot believe you did that. Whoa, what's Felicia doing in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> so that that would have saved this show. If they just went full horror movie with it, as it sometimes seems to be shot. Is that what Blair Witch Project is? A horror movie? Yeah, yeah. Is, is that really what it is? Well, it bills itself out. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's a thing. It's a reality yeah. show. Pretty much. Um, um, other things that could have saved this? Uh, turn it into a documentary about her dance moves because i guess we had that idea and that sounds pretty good yeah would this end up being like fame though <laughs> well would fame be better than this yes. yes so i don't know i have i have a list of other things that could have saved this show go go ahead uh i have flood and then an asterisk because god said he wouldn't do that one again All right and then i have fire okay and then i have a rupture in the earth swallowing everyone involved and then i have asteroid um that's a similar um, group of choices to what we might have in 2020. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so excited. Love elections. They're my favorite times of the year. Just imagine a life count where, where it's always elections. Uh, that's what we're in now, though. We don't have... It's just the permanent campaign. Well, this is my life. We just... Oh, I know. And you're you're in the thick of it. All right. So let's, let's talk about Brittany and Kevin yeah um so this chaotic. was chaotic the reason why this didn't have a second season um i i don't know if she wanted it to have a second season but i'm guessing she probably would have taken it if it were offered yeah this seems like uh it was cut short because she was injured and then they sort of made this instead of a concert documentary type thing and then and then upn was like no we're good we don't need more this thanks this show was hung drawn and quartered by critics Oh my god, that is vicious, some of the stuff they said. One reviewer said it was an insult to common sense and decency. Not wrong. And Not wrong. As a critic, I I, I mean, they're reviewers, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you've only, you can really only go to that well once. 
Like, I'm saying yeah. something is an insult to common sense and decency, and he used it here. If you're going to, I mean, if if you're going to go to the well for it, this is not the worst choice. I, do you think he had any idea of the horrors on television that were in store? <laughs> he yeah, he it, thought this was as bad as it was going to get. I, I would, I will say in the show's defense question mark that like, this is actually watchable in many ways. It's like watching a train wreck. It's awful. But like, you, you, I didn't feel like, oh my fucking God, I have to watch this piece of shit again. It may be the only show I've watched every episode of that we've ever Yeah, done. I think it might be for me too. Well, ben, El- ben Elton, but that only had three episodes. Yeah, so. This only had five. So thank God. Not saying I wanted more. I'm just saying that the ones that we had were were the the editing is so frenetic that you lose track of time and then you're like, oh, it's over. Yeah, I kind of had hearing trouble. That shitty song again. I had trouble determining when an episode began and ended. Well, because it's just clip after clip after clip, and you're like, the fuck's happening? Shit. Uh, this debuted really, really well, um, as these things often do. I think like three million viewers or some such thing. Something like that. Yeah. In the course of its month (laughs) runtime, it lost 1.6 million viewers. It was a precipitous drop. And that's despite the fact that you're watching the, the inner story of one of like the world's biggest pop stars. You know what that is? That's like a modern day Bob Dylan album. (laughs) That thing's debuting at number two. And then it is gone. (laughs) People are like, oh, Bob Dylan. I remember him. Uh, right. The diehards all go that first week. No one else <laughs> buys it. And they're right not to. Oh, I didn't know Neil Young had a new album out. Oh, uh, debuts boy. at number five. Gone. There have been some stinkers out of him lately. There's been some stinkers out of him periodically for a long well, time. <laughs> there's been some stinkers out of Bob Dylan periodically for a long time. Absolutely. Uh, I have on here... Is it possible to make a good show like this? And we figured out ways. Yeah, there, I, I think so. You, different people, different themes, different director. Yeah. The most important thing, though, mm. is Colin. Yeah. Would you recommend this show? I have a hard time with this question. You son of a bitch. It's bad. But should people watch an episode just to see what it's like? You are just glaring at me right now. I'm, so I'm going to say yes. One episode. I am very unhappy right now. <laughs> You're so mad at me right now. And I kind of enjoy this. Ugh, yes. I, I think people should watch an episode of the show. It's so crazy to watch a person choose to show these awful, awful moments from their life. And and there's it, it blows by. There's 18 minutes of content and the editing just makes it feel like there's 10. Um. Yeah, watch watch an episode of this. Don't watch two. You've seen one. You've seen them all. You're not getting anything new out of that. Maybe we need but another category for this. Is a ra- see it ratings. to believe it kind yeah. of thing, right? Like, I'm not saying yes because it's good. I'm saying this is a. a I you should. It, it's so unbelievable that you should watch. We it. may just have invented a new category for ratings. All right, all right from now on, from this yeah. point forward, we have three categories: yes, no, and like, holy shit, can you believe it? Uh, we can call it see to believe. Yeah, there you go. See to believe. I'm still going to... And then we'll write a shitty pop song about it. I'm still going to say no on this one. <laughs> I you didn't like it? I, 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 like, I agree about the pace, like, that it does go pretty quickly, and um, 
it it doesn't like make me feel like I want to die most of the time, <laughs> like so many other shows we've watched. But I, it, the idea of watching this woman fall apart is just not appealing to me. It is very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's probably the more moral choice. I think be all ethical. But I get what you're saying. There is, and along those lines, I think maybe watching more than one episode if somebody is thinking i want to see what this perspective is like might be useful because boy are you going to notice signs of terrible relationships from now on yes this is like this should be used as like a, a warning video for people like if your relationship looks like this then seek help this should be taught in sex ed no because they're doing some gross stuff yeah, okay, wait, we can, they, they can cut it pretty selectively. Yeah, it would have to be edited. It's already been edited to Helen back, so it's just Oh, God, those, those, those original tapes, I, I'm terrified. <laughs> can you imagine being the person that had to sit there and watch hours and hours of these tapes and figure out what to put in an episode? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that any of these people would have trusted Brittany or Kevin to do that <laughs> job. No, what, she could barely figure out how the camera works. This was a UPN guy who had to go through all of this. <laughs> that poor bastard i still need your service he's never been the same (laughs) so if people want to get a hold of us what should they do they should go to our our twitter page oh yeah twitter account that's my my mother podcast oh yeah sure is that's where you'll get all of not only our episodes but also our cutting edge commentary on this world of tv oh we are just sharp we are like tax we we know things and we i mean we we certainly don't know what's going to be successful or not that's for oh sure oh my god we were just like over 10 yeah we were we had originally intended to go revisit those picks we made in our fall spectacular but it's just too sad <laughs> oh man it would just be self-flagellation the episode maybe we should uh, it could be fun yeah all right um <laughs> there's also a facebook page which is sometimes oh, updated still. And uh, we have a Gmail account. Yeah, we do. You, you should write us with questions and, and things. And that's, or recommendations. It's fine. That's my mother, the podcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. You ha- I mean, there's one thing I've learned in my years on the internet. You've yes. got to have that dot com at the end. If you don't do the dot com, it just bounces back. That computer no don't good. know what to do. It's like, where is this even going? Gmail.edu. Computer just Gmail.org. Ra- computer just gmail. puts its hands net. up. It, it's doesn't know what it's doing uh, yeah just like that like that home improvement noise uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's uh, what yeah. we need um also you can go to itunes would be great uh if you rate review and subscribe and leave a comment that helps the show get found by other listeners and we always appreciate that so which might actually qualify as torture that I, <laughs> so, <laughs> rating rating our show might actually violate the geneva convention so if you're going to do it, do it right and just give us five stars. Yeah. And um, yeah, is there anything else? What are we missing? Uh, we're not missing anything except for oh. um, like Star Wars. Oh, man. I love that Star Wars. That trailer came out. Yeah. So um, the, the Frosty Boys, they're like they're headed south. And I think they're going to have a big... Oh, we're back to Dragon Chat. Yeah. I think they're going to have a battle next week. Anyway, take it easy, everybody.